Space. I'm Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you, not live, from my closet. Hi, guys. Hi. How are we? Uh, how are we doing? I started this adventure. I guess I started it last week, too. The running. I started running. Um, today was day one of week two. Yesterday, um, it's Tuesday when I'm recording this, and... Uh, Yesterday was supposed to be day one, but I had a pounding headache, so I needed to listen to my body and not go run, but I did it today. I also have realized that I have to run right away when I get up, not like run straight out of bed, but like like I do my like morning meditation shit, and then I have to run right afterwards, because if I give myself any sort of window of like not just going out the door, I won't do it. Um, I mean, yesterday I had a bunch of thing, uh, a bunch of stuff to do and I just, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, not hungover. I know it was the Monday after the Super Bowl. So people were probably like, oh, bitch is probably just hungover. I didn't drink on the Super Bowl. Uh, I've been drinking like two or three weeks. Um, I can't, man. I just can't. Even the thought of it makes my like stomach hurt and my head pound. I just, I don't know, man, something this long call haul COVID, which is good. It's, you know, alcohol is literally literal poison. And, uh, even when I have like two drinks, I'm like down for the count the next day. And I just, I can't, I can't do it, which is so odd. Yeah. I talked about this last week that a guy I was supposed to, I was like, Oh, do you want to see a movie? And he was like, Oh, you're just on the wagon. Oh, just like call me when you're drinking again. It's just like Jesus. Um, I, oh yeah, because oh I don't because I yeah I I uh, God I don't time is not real. I don't know what I've told you when I have it. Uh, I because this was Saturday. Yeah, I have this friend, uh, dear friend, and I'm going to talk about her a lot today because a lot has happened. A lot of. Dude, a lot is going on, but uh, she and I do Dinner Detective together. You know how the, the murder mystery dinner, I got to play the killer last Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, she and I, you know, had, were scheduled the same night to do the Dinner Detective. And so she was like, do you want to get a drink beforehand? She has that like, I don't know, mid last week. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I knew I wasn't dr going to drink, but I... I never weird around not drinking around her. Like, so we saw each other Saturday morning and she's like, see, we still going to meet before, uh, the show tonight. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't, I'm not drinking though. And she goes, what? No. And she was kidding. Obviously she's like, that's fine. And then she goes, oh my God, yard house has that non-alcoholic. Uh, I love this like hoppy tonic water from Lagunitas. So good. Um, she's like, they actually have that, that drink that you love. So we can go there. And it's just like, Dude, I just want to be around people like that. You know what I mean? Like she like wasn't she had a drink. Uh, uh, yeah, we only had like a half hour, but she had a drink and she was cool with me not having a drink. Like there was no weirdness around it. And there's so many people, especially I mean, I don't know if this is everywhere else in the world, but definitely in Hollywood, there's like a weird like, oh, you're not drinking. Oh, then I don't want to hang out with you. And it's like the weird 40 year old people who were like really popular in high school and they're like chasing it. And now they, they're like, Oh, if you don't drink, I, I don't know how to be around sober people. It's just so weird. And I just like have zero interest in hanging around that just absolutely. And I don't care people drink in front of me and I'm not saying I'm quitting forever, but I, I am saying like health wise, I can't, I just get so sick and it's just not worth it. But, and, and then it, like, I, I've been dealing with this, you know, I talked about this a little bit last week, just about the, the two women that are like projecting triggered messes in my life right now. And they're, you know, they don't know each other. They're in two different worlds of mine. And, um, one I haven't talked to and the other one, I mean, both, I, I've just been like, I'm just going to give it some space. Um, I hope, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm in a space right now where I'm, I'm, I'm filling my own cup, man. And I, I'm, you know, putting my own oxygen mask on first, which I, I don't have a lot of space for that right now. You know, um, that was really vague, but I, I just mean like, I want to be there for people, but right now I, I'm kind of having to be there for myself if that, and I won't be any help to the people in my life that are, you know, wanting needing support because I'm, supporting me. That sounds selfish, but it's not, you know, like, it's like, I, if like, the, I've talked about this all the time, the oxygen mask. Now I'm like in a weird spiral. Um, 
the oxygen mask first. Like there's a reason why when you're on an airplane and it crashes, they say put your own oxygen mask on first because if you start to help somebody else and the cabin is losing air pressure or whatever and you pass out from not being able to breathe while helping someone put on their oxygen mask, you're not of help to anybody. But if you put on your oxygen mask, you can help anybody put on theirs, you know? And I'm just in a spot right now where I'm putting on my oxygen mask. Um, Plus a lot of cool shit's happening for me. And... um, I'm really being protective of my energy and where I put it and where I, yeah, where I put it. And, uh, the two women in my life that I'm just like, I just don't have the capacity to like be there right now for you. Um, first of all, they're not asking for my help. They, I don't believe they know that they are projecting triggered messes right now, (laughs) but I'm like every reaction you've had towards me in the last like month or two, uh, has literally nothing to do with me. Um, but it it also like brought up something, something this week that like, and this happens a lot in this industry. And I don't know if it happens in other industries, but there, I mean, and I think it's a certain type of human that doesn't do well when other humans are doing well, you know, like they like are excited to see someone fail or shitty when someone does well, you know, like, like it's just, it's just so, and I realized cause I had someone in my life that every time something cool happened to me, there was a drama, right? Like there was like some kind of drama or they were mad at me or they didn't want to support this one thing or they would talk shit about me trying. And, and, and I've, and this recently happened and I just have stepped away from that person just being like, you know what? I, I, I don't, you know, I, and, and sadly this person is actually really lovely normally, but I don't know if that's true. I don't, uh, something's going on. It's, I'm, it's holy shift. Uh, I'm shifting like my, my insides are shifting again, like leveling up kind of thing. Uh, if that makes any sense, I feel like I either sound like if you get what I'm saying, you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And if you don't, you think I'm like some woo woo horoscope weirdo, but, uh, but like I'm shifting and I'm call every time. And, and, and when you have like when you start to like connect spiritually or you start to like level up or you're out of your comfort zone and like, you know, like when, and the only way you grow is by getting out of your comfort zone. And the only way you move forward really is to get out of your comfort zone. And so every time I'm uncomfortable, I just yell, holy shift instead of holy shit. Cause that's how it all feels. It just feels, I, I realized recently I'm not like, I was talking about my anxiety and it's not my anxiety it's not my anxiety. I don't, it might be heightened because of my COVID shit or it could be heightened. No, I haven't drank in a while. So I thought, I thought the my like drinking was like making it worse, but really what it is is I'm constantly out of my comfort zone lately and holy shift. It's rough, dude. It's, it's so uncomfortable. I'm so anxious, but like it's fucking paying off in spades. I have a third interview. I can't talk too much about it, but I have a third interview with a remote acting job that pays really well has benefits 401k. And it's like, so I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx it. But what's interesting is the same friend, uh, um, the one who was like, Oh, that's fine. They have the non-alcoholic beer. You like the, she, uh, she went out for the same job and she didn't get it. And that's part of being in this industry, right? In college, uh, my, my, best friend in college and I went out for the same acting emphasis program and she didn't get in and I did or, or, uh, the same friend, not from college, but the current friend, I auditioned to be a part of her, her immersive theater, uh, job and I didn't get it. And she did. And her other friend did. And, and it's just part of this industry. And I know it's part of like, if you're all lawyers, you know, and you're all going after the ADA job, I don't know anything about being a lawyer, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, there's a certain level of grace when someone can say, I'm disappointed I didn't get it, but I'm really fucking happy for my friend who did. And I'm learning that there's not a lot of people like that. Uh, uh, recently, the, the friend that I've had to step away from, uh, she'll have, she in our relationship have had goals and she never really goes after them. And, and we have similar goals. And when I go after them, she shifts and gets kind of nasty towards me, but not like, cause I, 
oh, you succeeded at this thing I wanted. So now I'm going to be mean. It's like, I'm going to invent this whole other thing to be mad at you about and try and knock this thing down. And I don't even know if it's conscious, but I just, I'm noticing it lately. And I, and with this friend, it finally, I realized, you know, I do my morning pages every morning uh, and I, I have to, that's my part of my meditation. And if you don't know what that is, uh, it's part of the artist way, which I'm doing right now, by the way, you know, I'll, it's a uh, artist way is a 12 week artistic creativity recovery program. And it's really fun. And even if you're not an artist or you don't, or even if you're not an artist, like, like lawyers or doctors have, have, have benefited from doing this program. I highly recommend it. I did it a couple of years ago and, uh, it was really, it was a game changer and I'm doing it again. Um, now, especially since I'm so like, well, I'm uh, the, the, my comfort zone is, you know, the friends, I never quote friends, but you know, when Joey's like, you cross the line, the line is a dot to you. Like, cause he's so far away from the line. That's how I feel about my comfort zone. I'm so far out of my fucking comfort zone. I'm like, the, my comfort zone is a dot to me it's so far and it's good. And I, and it's paying off and I, I'm, I'm happy. And, but I'm, I, I am cutting out and not cutting out, like dumping these people just like, oh, I'm going to take a step back because my energy is really, really important to me right now. And it should be important to me always, but it's, it's now more than ever. And it's become evident that it needs to be. And I, you know, so I'm doing my morning pages every morning, which is like three pages of just like stream of conscious writing right when you wake up and, and, mo and you don't show them to anybody. It's not supposed to be good writing. I, I, I have like, I have like a whole trunk full of them of like a decade of doing it every morning. And I'm terrified when I die. I told my buddy Whitney, I was like, dude, when I die, you've got to take that trunk and set it on fire or dump it in the river or something. Cause it's, it's just like, it's not as bad as like when Winona Riders come with me on this. Uh, when Winona Riders journal was discovered by all the other mentally ill patients and girl interrupted and they were like, this is how you feel about me. But it's sort of, you know, it's, uh, my spelling's atrocious. And it's, you know, it's all of my thoughts. And the, the point of it is, is just to get it all out of your brain and onto papers. So your brain can be clearer of just like junk, you know, and it also helps me work out a lot of my stuff. And I was writing about this friend who seems to get weird and pick fights with me around the time when I start to accomplish something or I start to like go out into a new venture. Uh, it's been, and I, and I've, and I've excused it for years. Uh, like, I'm like, well, she's going through this thing or, you know, this is happening. And like this time I'm like, honestly, man, we're good. Like, I wish you well. I'm not going to have like a big breakup with you, but like, I am going to step back a little bit because it's just like, and so as I'm writing about it and I'm working it out, cause like I attracted that, right? Like I can say she's being shitty all day long, but really I, I attracted it. You know, there's like, I put up with it. I attracted it. And I realized that most of my life, if not all of my like alive life. Like I'm talking like even in like fucking third grade, I have always had some girl, some woman, some teenager in my life that gets shitty every time something cool happens to me. I have a friend that I have been friends with for 20 years almost and uh, maybe longer and longer. I don't know. And she did this a lot when we were younger and she, you know, in the last like 10 years has like apologized for it and has been like, oh yeah, that's why I did it. I was really jealous. But she's like worked on herself and like therapy and shit. And she was like, yeah, I did that because I was jealous of you. And so I tried to knock you down as much as I could. And, and she was like, it wasn't conscious, but I know that that's what I did. And I realized that like, I have always, always had one person, one woman in my life, maybe multiple in my life who do that. And, and I, and I, and I, and I dim my light for them. And I have, you know, I'm, I've done the like, well, I don't want to like tell them about my accomplishments because they're going after the same thing. And it ne didn't work out necessarily the same way it did for me. So I'm going to like hide this awesome thing or I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to dim my fucking light. So this person feels better about themselves. And I'm done doing that, dude. I'm done. Like, 
I don't know. It was this big, like, holy shift moment a couple of days ago where I was just like, are you kidding me? This is a their problem. This isn't a me problem. And there are plenty of people who think that who, who like I, I, it was on the way to the Super Bowl, right? I didn't go to the Super Bowl, but it was on my way to go watch the Super Bowl. I had this like epiphany and I get in there and I'm talking to my buddy, Whitney and Evan, and I'm telling them this because it's like, I look like a, like a bright eyed child who's just discovered like something massive, like a huge block in my life that I've allowed one person at least at a time to come in and like knock me down a peg when shit starts to go well for me. And this has been my whole life. And look, I get it. I had a, I had a rocky childhood. And so it's easier for me to feel shitty than it is for me to feel good. But I am, I, so I'm telling them this and I'm like, I, you know, I'm bright eyed and I'm really loud and I'm going on and on. And Evan goes, yeah, you don't have to tell us all this. We know you're awesome. Like we, we think you're really rad. And I was like, yeah, those are my people, the people. And obviously Whitney thinks I'm rad. You all know that Whitney is, you know, a friend of the show. Um, actually he's never, if the next crawling up episode, he's listening right now. The next crawling up is, episode is going to be with him. That's when I'll return to crawling up when is when he is ready to record a podcast episode. So Whitney, this is your invitation. I've already asked you in person, but, but like, so you guys already know that he, but like, I only have time for that now time for like, so when I didn't get the immersive theater job that my friend Katie uh, has or had, I don't think that the museums around anymore, but um, I didn't get it. Right. And I, I called her and I was like, I didn't get the job and she has the job. And I wasn't like, I didn't get the job. And now you should never talk about this job ever because you love it, but I didn't get it. And I feel shitty. So you shouldn't be able to talk about it. Like that is not what friendship is. Um, she talked about it all the time. And I, and I, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for her. Right. And she, unfortunately it closed down and that's why I never got to go see her. But she did ask me one time, she goes, I feel weird asking you to come visit because you didn't get hired. And I'm like, I would support the fuck out of you anywhere. That is what that this business is all about. And I didn't get it because I wasn't big enough, not big enough, like tall wise or star wise, just not kooky. I think the word was, I wasn't kooky enough, which is fine. I'm not, I'm a lot of things. I wouldn't describe myself as kooky anyway, but like, I was like, no dude, but you know what her response was when I was like, I didn't get it. She goes, Oh, she goes, well, first she goes, I'm sorry. She was like, can't wait to find out why. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you'll ask the director why they didn't hire me? And she goes, no, no, I just, I can't wait to find out what comes in its place. Cause like the only reason why you didn't get this is just cause there's going to be something way better for you. And like, that's the energy I want in my life, period, full stop. That is it. And if, and, and I am done with the like, and maybe, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm having some kind of manic episode. Holy shift. That's the name of the episode today, by the way, obviously. Uh, but like, I, Ah, what do I say? Then I, then I lost my thing. Cause I got all in my head about how fucking, but like that, like, and I'm not, and yeah, there's not going to be any more like, well, she is going through this thing. No, because you know what? I have been through a lot in my life, a lot. And not just like in childhood, I have buried so many people. My mother is a drug addict that I haven't seen in 10 years. And it's, it's one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life. Like I have been, I am always going through something like this, right? Because I, I just have that dysfunctional family, whatever, right? Like there's all, but I never once, once looked at someone who accomplished something I wanted and gone out of my way to make them feel shitty. And so it's not an excuse if you have something going on in your life and you're just taking it out on everyone else. Like that's, I get it. That's a human thing, man. But like that, I don't have time for that energy because that's a you needing to go to therapy. And if you're a person that's doing that, go to fucking therapy, dude, because you have, I, now I'm on like a soapbox, but it was, it was something that like, I, it just like, and then I started thinking about all of the women that have done, and I say women, and it's only because I think I'm a woman. So that's why that's where that, um, I don't believe I've ever had a dude do that, but I, but yeah, I, I have like Mark and Whitney who've been in Ali, like those three dudes are like, you know, they're like my brothers. And, um, yeah, I guess I've had a couple of dudes do that. So humans, but mostly women, but I've gone th through all the, the people in my, like each stage of my life. And there's always someone in the shadows or like forefront there to knock me down a peg when I do well, I'm done. And it's so uncomfortable and it's lonely 
it's really lonely because I'm realizing recently that a lot of people that I call dear friends may not always have my best interest. Um, not dear friends, but people I call like friends uh, don't necessarily. But you know what's interesting? So I, I outreached to this girl uh, in uh, my program, ACA, and I, you know, I was talking about some of the unhealthy people that are in my life right now and how I'm scared to just let them go and not let them go again. I'm not, I'm not going to like break up with anybody. I, you know, but you know, hold space for them and, and just keep my distance because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards something. And, and I, I, I have a friend that said this, like, I will not, I will help you. I will help you not drown, but I will not drown with you. And the people that I am talking about are not people who are asking for help. These people are wanting, are, are drowning and they don't want help not drowning. So I'm like full speed ahead, see you around. But I, I was, so I was talking to this woman and I was like, I don't know, it's really, it's really hard because I'm, I'm letting a lot of relationships go and I'm letting a lot of relationships sort of fizzle out. Again, no dramatic breakup. I don't know why I keep saying that. I just have a friend that keeps getting broken up by people, by friends, and she's awesome. But they like ask her for like to go get drinks and then they break up with her. And she's like, this could have been a text or you could have just not ever talked to me again. Like what a dramatic, like we need to talk. I brought you here today to break up the friendship. It's just really, if you're thinking about doing that to someone, just stop talking to them. More than likely, they'll probably be relieved that you're not in their life either. Uh, Cause if you're asking somebody to go get a drink to break up with them friendship wise, you're probably a goddamn nightmare. But but like, but I was talking about just kind of letting some of these friendships go or, you know, give them space and just sort of while well, I'm and it, how lonely it is. And she was like, you know, in my experience, when you clear out what's not meant for you, so much cooler shit comes in. And, you know, uh, I have a, a, a woman that I have been, I've known for a decade, maybe less, but a long, long time. And she and I recently have connected and we talk and we get, we're getting coffee tomorrow morning. Oh, she listens to this too. Hi. Um, hi. But like, uh, and she's, you know, I, we've known each other a long time, but we've recently gotten close. And I, I don't know if I, if that would have happened had I not let go of some of the toxic shit, like better shit is coming in. And, and this woman is lovely. And, and I'm grateful for, her. and it's, and so it's, it's, I'm uncomfortable and it's a little lonely and it's scary. And it's like, it's just like, I'm at a point in my life where I am doing shit I've never, ever done before. Um, but you know, what's interesting and it's such a cliche, but it's fucking true. I'm at a point where I'm, I'm doing shit I've never, ever done before. And I'm getting shit that I've never, ever gotten before. And it's, it's really fucking scary, but it's awesome. And that's why every now and then when I get uncomfortable, I just yell, holy shift, holy shift. So rad. Uh, yeah. So send good vibes for this new job. And uh, you know, if I get it or if I don't get it in a couple of weeks, I will tell you all about it. But until then, just send good vibes. Um, I, I, sent in a tape and then I nailed the callback and now there's a three third audition, our third interview. That's more like interview instead of like, you know, acting shit. Just, I think probably just to find out if I'm crazy. Um, but like not good, crazy, like bad, crazy. Um, it's so interesting. I was, I was talking to, uh, my best friend this morning. Uh, she moved to, uh, DC, not DC, Maryland. Um, I don't know why I said DC, but she moved to Maryland. She's, she's the one that I got to go see uh, for Thanksgiving, her kid. Oh my God, her kid. She said, so they have a picture of me, uh, my Christmas card uh, hung up in on their refrigerator and their kid who is, uh, will be five in like three, three months, saw the picture and went, huh, Kim, I really miss her. And then he's like, she can come stay with me and sleep in my room if she comes and visits again. I love this goddamn kid. But I, I finally got to talk to my uh, Katie this morning. Uh, we haven't we haven't been able to connect, right? Um, we're three hour time difference. She uh, is works nights and days alternating. I have a wild schedule. Like we just, but we just, we haven't been able to talk. And so today we made a, a Zoom happen and we, we just talked about how hard it is 
to maintain relationships. Like, a, like you have to like nurture them the way you do. Like, you know, and where, you know, we're like, you have to like nurture them and make sure you stay in touch and make sure you, and, and this woman is, Oh God, this woman is one of the, she's, she's one of the best people that I've ever met in my whole life. Um, Oh man, she got me a book a couple of years, uh, like in the, right after she, like when they drove cross country, cross country. I don't know. It, this is not going to, this is more for me. Uh, they, and it was like a children's book that was like her favorite. It was from her like favorite bookstore in Michigan somewhere, I believe. And it's about, it's about two bees who are best friends. I think they're bees or they're, they're bugs. I can't remember. It's on my desk. Um, and it says, I've been meaning to tell you. And it's just about two best friend bees who just like, I don't know. It was, it was, but this, this woman is always front and center every time I, 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 I succeed in something and she's always there when I fall. And that's, it's, it's, those are the relationships you nurture. I had a dream the other night and I'm sorry. I know you guys know how I feel about people in their dreams. <laughs> I'm like, when someone's like, I had this dream. I'm like, I don't care about your dream. Are we fucking? No, I don't want to hear about your dream. I know that that's, unless it's like something like I'm about to tell you that was like a mind blowing, like, whoa, I needed to hear that. You know what I mean? But, or like really, really fucking weird. Not just, I don't know. There's like six people I'll listen to their dreams, whatever. Most of this right now is me telling you I'm a hypocrite. Cause I'm about to tell you all of my dreams. So, um, oh my gosh. So, uh, I'm looking at my phone and I told you I wouldn't do that while I was, I think I'm addicted to social media. <laughs> I think it's finally happened where all of a sudden I'll like be doing something and then I'll black out and wake up looking at Instagram. And I'm like, where was that book I was reading? I don't know. Anybody else having that problem? So I'm making a conscious decision to not do that. Um, but this dream I had, cause like recently I've been a theme in my life recently has been, I've been way too concerned about people who are, like, you know, not who are putting down, putting me down, right? Not putting me down, but like that, that person that I talked about that I always have had in my life somewhere. Oh no, my eyelash just fell off. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, I only have one eyelash now. I don't know. I wonder if it looks the same. Um, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of makeup on. So if you're watching on YouTube, understand that I know how much makeup I have on. I, I was, uh, I, I tried a new eyeshadow and, um, well now I look like a whore. Just kidding. I don't like that word, but, uh, I, 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 uh, I have a lot of makeup on, so you can't really even tell the eyelashes off. So I've been, you know, I've been really focusing on like uh, the friend who got really upset about a success that I had recently, like, you know, the people I was talking about at the beginning of the show, uh, I've been, you know, focusing on those before my epiphany on the Super Bowl that fuck those people, right? I'm no longer open. I am no longer available to deal with that energy. But I, the night before, like two days before the Super Bowl, when I had this epiphany, I had this dream that I got a huge show in Michigan like a massive paying show in Michigan. And I had to leave that night. And so I'm packing and I, I keep getting distracted by people who are like talking shit. Right. Cause I, there's, a, there's a lot of people, especially in Hollywood, dude, people that are like, uh, she does is this as you know, as they're like partying on it, like on a Tuesday doing Coke in the bathroom on Coenga, you know what I mean? And they're shitting on me for going after a dream and maybe falling on my face sometime anyway. But like, I, I, those people are in my dream and they keep like, they keep saying shitty things and I keep getting distracted. So I keep not being able to pack. I keep not getting able to pack. And two women at the end of the dream walk in who stop being friends, but now in the dream, they are friends and, uh, and they are obviously ignoring me and they walk by me and they like give me an attitude. And I was like, Oh my God, are they mad at me too? And then I spent like, a chunk worrying about if they were mad at me and how should I talk to them? And I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't even like these women, by the way, but I'm spending my time doing that instead of packing. And then I get a phone call from the job in Michigan and they're like, Hey, you took too long to get here. You missed your flight. We booked somebody else. And I woke up and I was like, Holy shit. 
I'm going to miss my flight and they're going to book someone else if I keep worrying about what these fucking people think of me. And the only, the only mind I'm going to pay from here on out are people that are un, un, apologetically, unconditionally supportive, you know, and I don't obviously conditionally, like I don't want them to support me if I start doing meth or some shit, but you know what I mean? Like I, I just like, I, I had that epiphany dude and I'm, I'm no longer open for those energies in my life, which in my experience, when you make that decision, that means a lot of those energies are about to come into my fucking life. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but when you are, trying to quit something or trying to shift some holy shift trying to like stop doing something it's like the universe is like all right we'll see if you're really serious about this here are 15 people that are going to be shitty and that you're going to have to you know and i'm ready man cuz this last this last week of uh i was dealing with this one broad and i just i i the one who you know gets shitty every time i start to accomplish something and i'm done I am done. It feels good. So it was really weird. Uh, we're going to shift now. Holy shift. Um, I, I, so I was at, uh, I'm going to take off the other eyelash. So, oh my God, YouTube, you're seeing what I look like without my eyelashes. I think you guys have seen it before. Uh, I think one time I did a show with zero makeup on except for really dark lipstick and a hat. And I watched that one sometimes, not like in its entirety, but I'll watch it and I'm like, Jesus. But it was like six in the morning. It was the day of the inauguration. Anyway, um, I don't remember. Oh, so I was, you know, I was doing Dinner Detective the other night. And uh, when you play the killer... You have to sit when you play the killer, you like you go, you, you, so basically you're, there's three plants in the audience that are, that are, um, actors, but you act like you're a part of, you know, you're just there with a ticket. And when you play the killer, you go by yourself and you have a little bit of a harder job because you have to convince a room full of people that you're not sketchy and you're not an actor that you're actually just there watching the show but alone on a Saturday night also you have to and while doing that you have to also make sure everyone in the room knows who you are now there's like points in the script that it's like it helps that like I get pointed out they like they like throw me under the bus a few times but like so you have to like come up with a really good lie and then the other two who I play in a couple of weeks and the guy I'm sitting with is just somebody I want to blow my head off with or blow my head off when I, that's so, uh, he's just, <sighs> but uh, maybe it's a month from now, so it'll be fine. But uh, the other one is the singing one. I get to sing again. So it means I'm going to have nervous poo for like five days before the next dinner detective. But, um, and so your job, and so I played the killer this last Saturday and it's, so my story is, because it's in a hotel. My story is I work at the hotel and I'm brand new. I just got a job at the hotel and they, I have to go see all the events they put on, like all the little things they put on just for my job or whatever. And the reason why I'm here alone tonight is I, uh, they offered me a plus, like I'm, this is me telling the, the guests, I'm like, oh, they offered me a plus one, but I was like, no, that's fine. I'll probably just sit in the back and just watch. Little did I know there is no back and here I am sitting at a table with 12 strangers. And the first time I did it, it worked smashingly like everyone it just was believable this one half the room got it the other half did I, I a few people guessed it a few people didn't I made friends with this woman who was like yeah there I knew that you were the killer because she's like you were too cute and too all over the place one person at my table sat down and she's like oh she's obviously the actress and I was like, oh, what actress? I was like, there's, and they were like, yeah, there's plants at the tables. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. They're like, well, you're obviously her. And I was like, this is just me tooting my own horn. Cause they were like, well, cause you're way too pretty to just be a random person coming in here. And I was like, thanks mom, man. Whoops. <laughs> she was an older lady. And I, I did wonder what it would be like to have a mom who said that to you. I don't think, I think, I think the only time my mother called me pretty growing up or, in my life, uh, was immediately followed by, well, cause you look just like me and I'm really pretty. So it was always like about her. But so this woman told me I was really pretty and I did not call her mom, but it would have been funny if I did. 
And so, and then I also, so I, I'm sitting at the table and every time I play the killer, I'm always at a table with like grandparents and I love grandparents. The first time it happened, the woman I like bonded with next to me, she looked like after the show, she looked so betrayed because her name was Lucille and the, the killer's name is Lucy and my mom's middle name is Lucille. So I was like, oh my God, that's my mom's middle name. And that's, that's what Lucy is short for. I don't know why I said that. I mean, but it is my mom's middle name. And then we bonded over Lucille and she, uh, she looked so betrayed after the show. And I was like, just so you know, my mom's middle name really is Lucille. And that's, and everything else I told you is true, except for, you know, working at the hotel. I felt, I was like, I'm a comedian. I don't know. She was not interested after that. It was like, you lied for an hour and a half. I lied for like three hours. But so we're sitting at the table and it's with a bunch of grandparents and this guy, he's, he's got this crazy awesome mustache, right? And he's quiet most of the show. Like I, you know, I'm talking to everybody and I'm, I'm pretty good at that playing the killer. Cause I, I, I'm, pretty good with people, right? I'm able to kind of talk to anybody. And uh, so I, you know, I'm talking to everybody at the table. Everything's fun. I'm making friends, blah, blah, blah. And then this guy with the mustache, like, I'm going to say like the second break, like there's like three breaks. So the, the break after we ate, he goes, you know, what's crazy. Let me ask you, do you guys think about this all the, I think about this all the time. And I never, I didn't know. I, I didn't think other humans did too. And then I was like, this guy, he gets it. But he was like, isn't it crazy that we have spent all this time tonight? Cause there was a couple next to me who were strangers and then everyone else knew everybody at the table. It was like eight people at the table. So it was me who didn't know anybody. And this couple who didn't know anybody. And then like six older people who all knew each other, uh, like grandparents age. And he was like, he's like, what's crazy is you three, like we are spending all this time with you three and we're getting to know you and we're talking to you about your lives and we're eating a meal together. We're experiencing the show and we're going to walk out of this building and we're literally never going to see each other again. Like maybe we will, but like chances are we will never see each other again. And he's like, and that is what your whole life is filled with. Sure. You have, of course you have your relationships, but there, how many times have you just had like wonderful encounter with a stranger and they just, and they, they touched you in some way. And like, I mean like figuratively, obviously, but like in some way, cause I know there's some of you that are pervs. They're like, Mew. um, touched you in some way and then you just never see them again. And like that guy and I looked at and I was like, dude, I think about that all the time, all the time. Or when I lived in Westwood, when I first moved here, there's a Ralph's in Westwood. It's right by UCLA. It's like a little village off of like, like Los Angeles, but it's in Los Angeles, but it's like campus of UCLA. I lived there and uh, the parking attendant at the Ralph's was this old, older, older guy, uh, and, uh, my, my friend Sarah and I, you know, both like tall young girls, uh, and we, we would, you know, we'd go there a lot. So we always said hi and he always knew us and we always knew him. I don't think he knew our names. We didn't know his name, but for like two and a half years, probably three times a week, we saw him and said, hi, how are you? Oh, good. Oh, you look great. Oh, good to see you. You know, whatever. And I, I'll never see him again. And what's even crazier is it was like, we were like, I see that guy more than I see anybody in my family. Like I've seen that guy more in the last 18 years than I've seen all of my family. Isn't that wild? It's just, it's, it's just something wild to think about. That guy also told Sarah and I that we were the, that he always loved seeing us because we were the two that were always so nice to him and not everyone's nice to him. And it was like, and I, I, you know, I was a little less angry back then. Um, but I was like, man, how, like, just how hard is it to just show a little kindness to strangers? Just, just show some fucking kindness, man. It's, it's such a rough time. Um, oh my God, it's such a rough time. I mean, but I think it's always kind of going to be that way, you know, not the specific stuff we're going through right now, but being human and living on the planet is, is meant to have conflict and meant to have, you know, we're meant to grow through this shit. So it's like, I don't know what, who's that saying where someone was like, if you can be anything in this world, you can be anything in this world. Why not be a kind person? That's not the saying, but it's close. But yeah, it's just, it's so, I think about that guy all the time. 
I used to almost come to blows to with the uh, with the valet guy at Big Wings. Like we used to get so many fights. I like, I mean, like I was I was much angrier then, uh, and I, I so many fights. And then it got to the point where I wouldn't park my car in there. They were kind of sketchy, though. By the way, I wouldn't by by fights. I wasn't just like picking fights with a fucking parking attendant guy. I'm a kind human, but they would like, they would put like 15 miles on your car. You'd come back and half your gas would be gone. And you're like, where the fuck did you drive my car? You knew I'd be here for like nine hours. Why are you moving my car? So I would never, but now I see that guy all the time and we like smile and wave. And I'm like, I wonder if he remembers the amount of times like what, like I, like I was, I lost it a few times on them. I mean, one girl found a rotisserie chicken in her car. So like they, they would like go on rides. Another girl found a bag of Taco Bell. Another time I got off of work, I came out to get my car and they're like, we parked your car really far away. Why don't you get in this random stranger's car? Cause we have to go park it up there and then we'll just drive you to your car. I'm like, you're just going to, you let people just drive around in our cars. So I used to get in fights with them all the time. This went off the rails more than I meant it to. It went off the rails. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So it's been a holy shift week, man. So I have my list that I, that I was going through and now I'm going to, so my friend saw me the other day. She's actually the girl that's been doing a lot of poop scoops lately. Um, I want to read that actually, uh, has been doing a lot of poop scoop have done or did she's done the last two, not the last two, whatever. She sent in a couple poop scoops, which by the way, I'm out of poop scoops and I would really, really appreciate it if you would send me more. All of you, kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Please send me your poop stories. I love them. I love them. Sometimes I often wonder, sometimes I often, often know, oh, Henry is hungry and he just entered the room. I was hoping you guys would hear him meow. He gets, he gets, no, right now he's just staring at me. Like, what are you doing? You need to feed me. Um, so... Yeah, send me the poop scoop. Please, please, please. I was going to recycle one, uh, but I almost shit my pants yesterday. God, why is that always a thing, dude? Why? Does anybody else have this problem that they almost poop their pants on a regular basis? Like, so yesterday I drank some... Uh, celery juice because I hadn't really pooped in a couple of days. Here's your poop scoop, by the way, and then I'll go back to what I was going to tell you before. But here's your poop scoop. I don't. This isn't that great, guys. I'm. I I need stories. I need stories. If you listen and you're like, man, I keep meaning to send her a story. Send me a story. And if and if you don't want to type it out, I've decided what I could do. What if if this isn't too complicated? Um, if you send me a voice memo. I will insert it into the show. Like if you send me a voice memo that's like, hi, this is Sarah Michelle Geller. That would be amazing. Uh, this is Sarah Michelle Geller. And this is the time I poop my pants and then all that stuff. Or you can even do it anonymously. Hi, this is anonymous. And then I have the capabilities. I am a editing wizard. Not really. I'm an editing Harry Potter I don't know what he is. I think he's a witch. I never saw the movies. I have no interest. I was eventually going to watch them, but then the whole, uh, the broad who wrote them is a transphobe and I just have no interest in supporting any of that at all. And I don't, I'm not, if you disagree with what I just said, I literally don't care. So don't at me. I don't care. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I, so on Super Bowl Sunday, oh man, so a couple of weeks ago, I was at Whitney's house with all the guys watching the NFC, AFC championship. And the last time I drank was the night before. I got really hammered uh, on tequila with my buddy and uh, woke up the next morning and I was just, I mean, like dead hungover, dead hungover. Hi, booty. Dead. And, uh, but I, you know, I wanted to watch the game with the, with the fellas. So I, I didn't shower. I just brushed my teeth. I took a... Uh, a wet wipe, you know, the wet wipes that you, that you wipe your vagina with that you keep next to your toilet. I sometimes use those. They're actually a weirdly good carpet cleaner. Uh, every time I've accidentally spilled coffee, every time I do it a lot, I spill coffee on, I used to date this guy who was like, do you just like drink coffee all over your surfaces and just like drool it? And then we were making my bed one day and there was this big coffee stain in the middle of my mattress. And I don't remember where that came from, but he was like, Jesus Christ. But so I spilled a lot of coffee on my uh, carpet and those wet wipes 
really, really clean up very quickly. So anyway, I took those wet wipes. I wiped up my armpits, wiped up my vagina, and then I put on some eyelashes and I headed over to Whitney's. And uh, we got some Taco Bell too. I was an asshole who showed up at a party and I, cause they were, he was like, I got everything. You don't need to bring anything. And I was like, well, I stopped to Taco Bell because I think I'm going to die. I'm so hungover. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to just eat Taco Bell. I couldn't eat the Taco Bell. I had like one taco and then I sat and then I had one beer and I was just like, oh, I'm so sick. And like I said, that's why I, I'm not able to drink. I just, and, and, and I know you guys are like, well, you got shit housed on tequila. That's probably why. And I'm like, nope. A couple of weeks ago, I had like two glasses of wine and I was sick for two days. I just am not able to handle it. And I also don't really it's not a problem for me to stop doing it. Like I hung out all day Super Bowl with everybody drinking beer. I went to, you know, it's just not really a problem for me not doing it. And I just feel eons better when I don't. So here we are. But so I'm like, so we're sitting there, we're watching the games and then the last game ends and we're all talking, having a nice time. And all of a sudden I was like, it's a room full of dudes. They're all comedians though. So it doesn't count. But I was like, I'm, I go to poop and puke. I got to shit and puke right now. And I was like, there's no way I have to tell them. I mean, I don't have to, but I'm going to be in there a long time. And I don't know about you guys, but when I go poop somewhere and there's a big crowd and I know it's going to be a long time, not a big crowd, but you know, like if it's like a situation, a living room situation, I'd rather them know. I know that they know I pooped. You know what I mean? I'm going to go poop and I know that, you know, so just know that I know that, you know, so don't, you know what I mean? You know? So I was like, I think I'm going to, I have to poop and throw up and just the walk of shame coming out of that bathroom. Not only that. So Winnie has a low flowing toilet low something toilet. I don't know. It Theoretically, it's supposed to save water, but I guess it just plugs a lot. But he like wrote a sign on how to fix it. It made no sense. And everyone in there, even he admits it made no sense. He has a new sign. It makes sense. But I didn't understand what it meant. So I puked, I pooped, and then I flushed and it plugged. And I was like, oh my God. So I had to walk out and be like, not only do you guys all know that I just shit and puked, but I plugged the toilet too. So that was the so that was the last so that was the last time I drank right because I was just like oh getting this sick is just not worth it at all and 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 so uh, so Super Bowl we ate a bunch of just like shit right like good shit but shit and I hadn't pooped in a little bit so I I woke up yesterday and I drank uh, uh you know like sixteen ounces of freshly squeezed uh juiced freshly juiced celery juice. A lot of the poop scoops start with me drinking celery juice. You'd think I'd stop. I will never. Um, and by the way, if you have a constipation issue, drinking celery juice right when you wake up on an empty stomach will clean you the fuck out. Sometimes it's right away. When I first started doing it, it would be right away. And then I could, it'd be like an hour and a half and I'd be all done. And then I'd get to spend the rest of the day being cool. Right. But other times like yesterday, it was like a little bit of poop right afterwards. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm just not going to poop today. That sucks. And then I was like sitting in my bed. I had a headache. So I was just like trying to do, you know, whatever. And I was, I was, I was, um, sitting there and I was like, oh man, I really got a fart. I'm real gassy. And then it was one of those things where it was just out of nowhere. How is it possible for one human being almost to poop their pants this many times in their own home? Fucking how? I mean, like, I, like, had to run to the toilet. And all I'm thinking is, please don't poop my pants. But God, if you pooped your pants, you wouldn't have to worry about doing a poop scoop for Crawl Space this week because you would just talk about how you pooped your pants again. So that's a poop scoop. If you have a story and you'd like to just talk it out, you can do that. Or you can type it out. But send it to me at kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Honestly, I'm not even picky anymore. No, I'm picky. Send it to kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Some people will send it in the DMs and I'm like, no, because then I forget about it. So just send it to kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Any form you want to do it, I'll make it work. Uh, so one of the girls, um, my friend who sent in a couple of poop scoops recently, she saw me on How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I did a lot of extra work on How I Met Your Mother and I was a cute little blonde 22-year-old so for all the bar scenes, they uh, they put me like front row center all the time. So I 
I was always, so if you go back and watch how I met your mother, I'm in the background a lot. You'll see like a 20 and, and her boyfriend, this is so nice. This is so nice. Her boyfriend was like, there is no way that girl. Cause they they have a picture of me on their fridge too. I guess a lot of people have a my Christmas card on their fridge, which is so nice. Cause it means that Henry is everywhere too. Uh, there's no way that that girl on the fridge is the same girl. Like they look alike, but this show was 10 years ago and the girl on the fridge is our age. And they're like 30 or some shit. I don't know. They're like in their late 20. I think she turns 30 this year. And I was like, tell your boyfriend, I love him. The fact that he, I mean, I know I look young. It's just really nice to hear. It's nice to hear a strange, a strange, like a young stranger say it. It's nice. It feels good. Uh, but what's funny about the How I Met Your Mother, so this is the end story that I'll, I'll wrap up with this. Um, so years ago, my my best friend Sarah was da- was with this guy who's trash, um, but they were together a really long time. And uh, I don't care. His name's Brandon. Um, there's uh, That's not libel. It's all true. He's trash. Uh, but uh, Or slander. I don't fucking know. But so he... He used to run a restaurant in Beverly Hills and we call him restaurant Brandon because he'd get like super pretentious, like pretentious where he'd like swirl the wine and talk about like, it's like gams, stems. I don't fucking know. But like, like the, this has like an oak note to it with a spicy after, like it was just like, ah, he's such a douche. We were also like 23. And so, but he would always talk about all these celebrities he met on fucking uh, working at this like Beverly Hills, like restaurant. And it was always like, you know, I mean, just all the celebrities met and how close he was. And he'd start talking about him like they were like friends and shit. But one that he like really, really talked about. Oh, I just got out of breath. Um, and he really, really talked about was uh, Jason Siegel. And uh, and he claims that Jay, and he was like, oh, when Sarah Marshall came out, he's like, oh, yeah, he wrote that whole movie at Dominic's. Oh, I, I don't even think that place is around anymore. Um, it's not actually, but... He's like, he wrote the whole thing there and he would talk so much about how Jason Siegel and him were like buddies, that they were like best friends. But he did that about so many celebrities that Sarah and I were always like, yeah, right. Like you're just the bar manager of the fucking bar he goes to, dude. Like you're not friends with Jason Siegel. So one night Sarah and I go in to, uh, to, to go visit him at work for dinner. It's like this swanky spot in Beverly Hills, right? And we go visit him at work. And I think we had her kid. Yeah, we had her kid with us. Uh, he was like a baby at the time. Now he's like 15 or some shit. But like he, so we're, we're eating or we're like hanging out. We're having drinks and we're waiting for our food. And Brandon walks over with fucking Jason Siegel. And he's like, ladies, I want you to meet my friend Jason. And Jason Siegel looks at Sarah and goes, oh my God, you must be Sarah. I have heard so much about you. It is really nice to meet you. No, we didn't have the kid because he didn't mention the kid. And then he looked at me and he goes, and you must be Kim. It's so nice meeting you. Brandon talks so much about you too. It's just so good to finally meet you. And Sarah and I's mouths are like on the floor. Plus we're like 24. So like every celebrity was just so rad to us. We were like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, I'll let you guys get back to it. It's really nice meeting you. And we're like, okay, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel goes away. And then cut to like a week and a half, maybe two weeks later, I'm working on how I met your mother and I'm, I'm a smoker at the time. And I, you know, and I'm, I, we walk out, we have our break and I go outside to, to have a cigarette and I hear a voice behind me go, excuse me, do you have a lighter? And I turn around and it's Jason Siegel and he's like, holy shit, Kim, hi. And I was like, hi. He goes, oh my God. Now, I, you know, like so good to see you. Let's talk. And he brought me over. We had a cigarette. And then every time they yelled cut, he'd find me at one of the bar stools and like make a face and giggle. And then all the rest of the day we have cigarette breaks together and I called Sarah I was like dude it's fucking real he's really friends with Jason Siegel and then I was like Brandon you should set me up with Jason Siegel if you guys are such good friends and he goes Kim he dates like actual models he sucked he really really sucked also I don't know where Jason Siegel is now he did make this crazy movie a couple of years ago if you haven't seen it this is a weird segue but it just made me think of it he made this movie on Netflix I believe it's Netflix where it's like his dad in like his, his dad is a scientist and he discovered that there is a heaven, that there is a afterlife that is like a lovely afterlife. Like it's a heaven and it's not like the heaven and hell the way the Christians say it is, but it's like, Oh, when you die, you go somewhere really awesome. And so like the, the dad like dies or, but like there's like mass suicide after this is, 
discovered after he's proved this and there's like mass suicide because people are like, oh, I hate my life, but there's something way better after this and they just eat a gun. And so this dad, I think the dad, I can't remember exactly what happened to the dad, but the dad like was riddled with guilt and then the Jason Siegel's character has to like go through life as like the, the guy's kid. It's, it's a wild story. It has a really cool twist ending that I can't remember now, but it makes me want to rewatch it because I don't remember the ending and it was really good. Um, but yeah, so if you want to watch How I Met Your Mother, I look for me in the background at that bar because I am all over it, all over it. And I got to hang out with Jason Siegel a couple of times. And then some guy told me that I wasn't pretty enough to date Jason Siegel. <sighs> Just kidding. I don't actually care. This is the first time I've thought about it uh, in years. But uh, so the How I Met Your Mother, that that's uh, and now that How I Met Your Father is out and I'm kind of into it. I don't, I don't know. It's got Hillary Duff and she's adorable. She's just fucking adorable. The guy who played Piz on How You Met Your Mother is the other lead guy and he kind of annoys me, but on this show, he's sort of growing on me. I don't know. That went off the rails, but uh, I think that's the show. Let's say I am one lucky broad. Obviously, I'm one lucky broad. Uh, it's been a wild week of growth, dude. Holy shift. Holy fucking shift. I'm, I'm one lucky broad that a lot of opportunities are starting, are, are coming into my life full speed. I'm one lucky broad. I have a really solid support system. I'm really grateful for that. I'm, and I'm grateful for friendships like Katie's that it's like, yo, we got to, you know, nourishing the ones that matter and letting go of the rest. You don't want to miss your big gig in Michigan because you're worried about what other people are thinking or doing. It's none of my fucking business. Ah, I'm one lucky broad and I'm one lucky broad. I've been so busy. Like a month, like a month ago, I literally was like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay my bills. No idea. No jobs are coming in. Everything's getting canceled because of COVID. And now I'm like, wow, I have to take today off. If I don't take a day off, I won't have. So it's just things are aligning and it's really rad and I'm really grateful uh, let's see here. Um, a Patreon episode came out yesterday. My sexual revolution, sex world revolution, 2022. I actually, you know, this one was kind of, uh, uh, a little vulnerable for me. It's sexy. I tried to make it less sexy and more matter of fact, cause I talk about sex a lot and it, obviously it's called sexual revolution, but I talk about my bisexuality and having a hard time you know, just talking about it in general, I guess coming out feels like such a weird word to use, but I guess that is sort of coming out. But I, I, I dive into that and I dive into, you know, my first sexual experiences with women and where I finally was like, oh, I like women and that's okay. And, and the first time I, you know, I, I get into the whole thing. So if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you can listen to these bonus episodes for, I, I believe it's $3 a month or something like that. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's a, it's reasonable. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. Uh, and if you are, if you do support, I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, I finally got shit in the mail. Um, so watch your mailboxes. Hopefully it'll get to you at some point soon. Uh, yeah. And, uh, buy my book. That's still out there. I just mailed another signed copy today, which was really exciting. I never will get tired of signing those. So thank you all who have bought it. Um, confessions of a recovering party girl get on amazon or you can go to kimcarl.com and get a signed copy uh i think that's it you know follow me and everything these will be up on youtube and uh, another patreon episode will be out the first it's uh, fine fine we have a podcast with jeff may we do a monthly podcast so if you're a patreon subscriber you get two bonus episodes a month uh and also you get to support the show and it just means a ton to me and this is episode 99 next week it's 100 dude, next week is fucking a hundred. Uh, if you want to email me, if you have any ideas of what I should do special for next week, I would love to hear it. I I'm trying to see if I might, I, I don't know. I I'm all over the fucking map. My life is in shambles. That was last week. Uh, this week it's a holy shift. Um, but yeah, email me, say hi, uh, Kim at gmail.com. I am emailing everybody back. I'm a one woman shop dude. And I'm a little overwhelmed right now, but I appreciate all the love, the support. And, uh, you know, just be kind, be kind and fucking don't worry about what other people say about like, you know, like just keep your eye on your own ball 
And I, I don't know. Now that went off the rails again. It got weird. It got weird in the end. And I wasn't trying to make it weird. I was just trying to tell you that you were awesome. And don't let anybody dull your shine. Anybody who tries to dull your shine, they're not worth your energy because that's a their problem, dude. So keep shining, my friends. Um, be kind to be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye.